Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 16, 2019. So I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is a new series. This is just week two of this series. And so this is part six. The title of today's message is God's Purpose for the Law. I'm actually going to talk about something today that is critical for people to understand. And for whatever reason, a lot of believers just don't understand the difference between the law of the you know, found in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and the grace that Jesus came to provide us in the New Testament. And so, and if you don't understand the differences between the two, you're going to read stuff in the Bible. It's going to be confusing. You're going to see God respond to a certain way. In in the Old Testament, you had to do right to be right. You had to do right for God to bless you and all this kind of stuff. And, And the Old Testament was all about demand, 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 as far as what we had to do. And the New Testament is all about supply, supply, supply of what God has already provided. So anyway, let's get uh, back into this series. So I've been teaching from um, the title of the series is Grace and Truth. So I get this from John chapter 1, verses 14 and verse 17. So this is what the Bible says in John 1 and 14. The word became flesh. John is talking about Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17, John repeats it somewhat and says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so the way that John writes this, it just lends itself well to some type of compare and contrast, right? So he's like, hey, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And if that's the case, then we need to understand the difference between the law that was given through Moses and the grace and truth that was given through Jesus. And so the law was introduced, the law was was given for a certain period of time, for a dispensation of time. We're no longer under that dispensation. It came, it served this purpose, and now it's been rendered obsolete, and we're going to see that today. So I'm going to share to you uh, today what the Apostle Paul said, because the Apostle Paul does a really good job of explaining this in his letter to the believers in Galatia. So I'm going to read for you verses uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 15 through 20. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He says, dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement or contract, so it is in this case. He's saying, once you have a contract, that's it. It's been ratified by both parties. You can't change that contract. He's like, well, so it is in this case. God gave the promise to Abraham and to his child. Now, notice, Paul says, that the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants. No, the scripture says to his child, which was one child, and that one child is Christ. This is what I'm trying to say, Paul says. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. So he's saying, look, God made an agreement with Abraham right here. And God made this agreement with Abraham and his child. It says not children, singular child. Not children, plural, but child, singular. And that child, singular, is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now, 430 years later, God gave the law to Moses. So he's saying that the law that was given to Moses 430 years later can't change the contract that God made with Abraham. He continues, for if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of God's promise. 
So he was like, look, don't tell me that the rules provided over here has anything to do with the promise God gave over here. This promise was by faith. This, this law is about rules, right? And about performance. So Paul continues, but God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise, as a promise from God, not as rules to keep, right? So there's a lot there, but Paul continued. He says, Paul then asked like the $64,000 question. He says, so why then was the law given? And that's, that's the question. So if God gave a promise to Abraham back here, and that, that promise was for Abraham and Jesus. So why then was the law given? Like in between, in between Abraham and Jesus, you have the law. So why was the law given? Paul gives us the answer. Paul says, it was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. So in plain language, in black and white, the apostle Paul in the Bible is telling us the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law was to show people their sins. Paul continues and says, but the law was designed only to last until the coming of the child who was promised. Who was the child that was promised? Paul already told us that that child was Jesus. So here you have the law, I mean the promise given to Abraham and to his promised child, Jesus over here. Then 430 years later, God had a, uh, uh, an encounter with Moses. God gives the law to Moses and then there were subsequent laws in Leviticus so there's like 603 more laws. So there's 613 laws. Uh, but now you have the promise over here and then you have the law. The law was given to show people their sins and the law has an expiration date. He says it was only designed to last until the child came. Who is the child again? Paul says the child was Jesus. So if the child came over here, new covenant, new Testament, Jesus, we're no longer under the law. So that's it. The law has expired. It was for a period of time. And the purpose of the law was to show people their sins. So what does this mean to you today? I, I'm try, This is actually really important for us to understand. So I'm going to give you eight things. I'm going to try to give them to you quick. But, I, but this is very important, right? So let's go through these eight things. Number one, the promise given to Abraham was for him and his seed, singular seed, for a child. Paul tells us that this child was Jesus. So this covers Abraham and all who come to the promise through Jesus. So this covers Abraham and his bloodline. So that's the Jews. And this covers all of us who are not Jews who come into the promise through Jesus. Christ became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon the Gentiles. So now Jews and Gentiles get to walk in the promise given to Abraham, the blessing of Abraham. So although I'm not a Jew, I'm Dominican, I was not a Jew, I still get the, the, the blessing of Abraham. Why? Because of Jesus. Because Jesus, the child, was part of that promise. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. So I get the blessing of Abraham. Number two, the law, which was given 430 years after Abraham, could not cancel the contract or the binding, the binding agreement that God had with Abraham. So Abraham was gone. He was dead, right? So you can't change the contract after he's gone. So whatever happens later could not affect the contract. And the, the contract, the promise that God gave to Abraham was based on faith, not works. It was based on believing not the law. So, which takes us back. Matter of fact, I, I, you know, I read for you Galatians chapter three, verses 15 through 20. But if you back up to verse seven in Galatians three and seven, Paul said, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. All of us who have faith, not the law, all of us who have faith are children of faithful Abraham or believing Abraham. So as a child of Abraham, we live by faith, not the law, not by works, 
Because matter of fact, the law was given later. So now I'm in Christ. I'm, that's why Abraham is considered the father of faith. I am living by the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Jesus, and I live by faith, not by works, not by the law. Number three, the Bible says in no unclear terms that the law was given to show people their sins. That was Galatians 3 and 19. Number four, the law was not designed to make us right with God because rules can't make us right. Rules can only show us when we're wrong. The, the law was designed to show us that we are wrong and that we need a savior. Number five, you won't ever realize that you need to get saved until you acknowledge the fact that you're lost. So the law was designed to show us that we are lost without God and that we need a savior. Guess what? That savior came and his name is Jesus. Number six, the law was designed to get man to the end of himself. The law was designed to prove to us that we're not good enough without God, to prove to us that we are incomplete without God. And the law served this purpose. Once we acknowledge the fact that we broke God's rules, that we broke God's law, that we deserve punishment, then we were able to open up our hearts to Jesus, right? That's the whole point. Number seven, the law had an expiration date. The Bible says, this is Galatians 3 19, but the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child that was promised. And then Paul already told us that that child was Jesus. So when Jesus came, that's it. The law is over. Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't come to eradicate it. He came to fulfill it. And he was the only one who could. And number eight, and finally, the Bible calls the old covenant, the law of Moses, obsolete and outdated. The writer of Hebrews said this. This is actually really important too. You should read Galatians 3 and Hebrews uh, chapter 8. So in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 13, the writer of Hebrews said this. He says, he's talking about the old covenant, right? And then he's talking about the new covenant. He says, by calling this covenant new, God has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. He's like, hey, God gave you a new covenant. And by calling this one new, he's calling the other one old. He's calling it obsolete and outdated. In that same chapter, in verse 6, uh, that writer says, the writer of Hebrews says, now Jesus is a mediator. He came to mediate for us a brand new contract. He says he mediated, watch this, a better covenant based upon better promises. That's Hebrews 8 and 6. So if Jesus came and mediated a new contract for us, contract negotiations, he came and, and mediated a brand new contract. It's a better covenant, better contract based on better promises. Then why are you still fixated on the old contract or the old covenant? I just don't understand it. The old covenant, the Bible says is obsolete. It's outdated. Jesus came and gave us a better covenant based on better promises. So why are you still looking back? I, I just don't understand. The only answer that I can think of is maybe you are where I used to be. I, I was just never taught. Maybe you were just never taught. A lot of us have just not been taught. As you read Galatians 3, as you read Hebrews 8, these are just two places, two examples where this is very clear. Please open up your heart to the grace and the truth provided through Jesus. If you do, then you're no longer going to live under the bondage of the law. You, and more importantly, you will live, live free from the power of sin. Grace doesn't mean you're free to sin. Grace means you're free from sin. And once you embrace God's grace, you're free to be led of the Holy Spirit to do whatever it is that God has called you to do, and sin will have no power over you. Now, this not, may not be one of those messages where I get you all pumped up, high-five your neighbor, but this is actually really important. We got to understand this thing so we can live free, so we can get an understanding of how we're supposed to live under the new covenant. It's a better covenant based on better promises. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say some stuff over your life this Monday morning. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me about your grace. 
I now understand the purpose of the law. The law was given 430 years after you made the promise to Abraham. So the law cannot change the agreement you have with him. An agreement that was based on faith and not works. And today, like Abraham, I'm made righteous by faith, not by works. The law of Moses was designed to get man to the end of himself, showing us our sins and making it clear that we need a savior. Well, mission accomplished. The law was able to show me I was wrong. I had broken your law more times than I want to remember. I needed a savior. That savior came. His name is Jesus. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord, my Lord. The law of Moses served this purpose. It has expired and I now live under the new covenant of grace. I serve you because I love you, not because I'm afraid of going to hell. And you bless me because you love me, not because I deserve it. So I enter this day thankful and appreciative of your grace. And I am determined to pursue my purpose, not because I'm good, but because you're good, because you love me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Now, please apply this word and prosper. This may be something that you need to study for yourself. Read Galatians 3. Read Hebrews chapter 8. Listen to this message again. You got to get a, an understanding of it. And guess what? I'm going to keep teaching it. So in this series, meet me back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to keep teaching this thing because this is something we got to get. We got to get this down in our hearts so we can walk in the fullness of the life that Christ Jesus died to give us. This is the will of God for you. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up and get the messages. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Walk into this day in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus died to give you. Walk into this day full of grace and truth. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen right now, hit share on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. And more importantly, God loves you. Have an amazing day and an amazing week. God bless you.